Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreisaitl right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goal reflection! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Scott with you. This is Oilers now. It's the day before free agency opens after round two. Wow, that was a long round two of the draft yesterday. No, Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Oh, why, oh, why? And I think I have the answer to this. But why, oh, why, Mr. Escott, did you open up with U2's Desire? Because, and I found this surprising, of the 12 singles that they had had to this point in their career, this was 1988, this was the first one to go number one in the U.K. Did not know that. 
Uh, did not know that, obviously, from the Rattle and Hum album. Uh, and that takes me back to uh, first year of university. Oilers now, we had a lot to get to. Yesterday, as the show closed, right at 2 o'clock, we were just off the air of the Oilers, and I know we alluded to the probability that we'd see the inevitable return of Yassel Pugliarvi. I thought that would be on a one-year deal. Uh, he signed a two-year contract extension with the Edmonton Oilers. We're going to get to a bunch of his uh, comments yesterday. He did an availability at about uh, 10.30 today. And then we're going to get a complete draft recap. Edmonton drafting six forwards over the course of two days. Edmonton's director of amateur scouting, Tyler Wright, 12.15 today. And then all our Thursday regulars on Treculent Thursday. Sportsnet color analyst, Louis DeBrusque. Sportsnet's Brian Burke for the Canadian Power Pack. Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. And then at 135, Edmonton sporting icon, George LaRock. We will tell you, you can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. All slot machines, table games, and now poker room open at the River Cree, which is Alberta's premier resort destination. Uh, they've got nine separate dining options, including the brand new Italia and Thanksgiving Day specials for Italia, the Kitchen Restaurant, and Tap 25. You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780 780- 496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors ready for your kids pregame warm-up. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan S. Scott. The Oilers make it official yesterday. Not one, but two-year contract extension for Yessa Poliarvi. And that's today's top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the $99 pre-scheduled furnace maintenance. Brendan, uh, a two-year deal, not a one-year deal, a two-year deal, buys the organization a little bit of time, buys uh, Pugliarvi some time to get reacclimatized. Uh, I thought he did a, a pretty good job on the conference call today. We'll get to some of those clips momentarily. Um there's a look. I think he's already had double-digit goals in his NHL career, so those are at minimum kind of third-line uh, numbers. He's still fourth overall pick, still has the potential to uh, become a top six forward. Um, the new general manager Ken Holland, new head coach Dave Tippett, new agency for Paul Yarby, now part of the Wasserman Group that oversees Connor McDavid through Jeff Jackson, Marcus Lato from Acme, now part of that group. So maybe a little bit of a new attitude and. I I just want to contrast this, just to throw this out there, people to think about it. At one time, people were suggesting, why don't the Oilers trade Pulley Arby to the Rangers for Leas Anderson? The Rangers gave up on Anderson yesterday. They traded him to the LA Kings for the 60th overall pick. And my guess, and you can text me if I'm incorrect, but my guess is most of you out there listening to the show would much rather prefer, uh, prefer seeing Paul Yarby return to the Oilers and get a chance here over the course of the next couple seasons than be traded for a 60th overall pick. So therein lies maybe part of the experience. The Rangers given up on a top seven pick and the Oilers uh, looking to, uh, you know, maybe rebuild a bit of a relationship. Brendan, you got about 30 seconds. Let her happen. What do you think? All right. Well, based on what I heard out of Yassi and the uh, the media availability this morning, it sounds like, you know, he did take accountability for the things that he wants to or wanted to improve in his in his season over there. And, and part of that was regaining confidence. But part of that was sort of coming around on the idea that he needs to be more complete of a hockey player. And so uh, there was a willingness to do that. And there was an excitement about what he was saying in terms of reunion 
reuniting with the team and the and the, his teammates here in Edmonton. So um, it sounds like everybody, uh, based on the contract as well, is sort of all on the same page here for uh, for a, a second and perhaps last chance for Paul Yarvey. I'm on on board. All right, uh, let's go to the orders now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Yes, the Pulley and deciding to return to the NHL. Feels like this one year, one and a half year here, uh, get me more confidence, and and I feel like I'm growing up for person and player a lot, and I feels like I'm like ready to get the new step for the NHL and yeah, like that. Paul Yarby added that he feels he can contribute more to the Oilers this time. Uh, I think those calls what I had Holland and Tippett and feels like they really want me to be there and help the team and uh, I feel that I am uh, can, can do that. I'm a better player and Paul Yarby added that uh, he'd like to do a couple things better with this opportunity, uh, this go around with the Oilers. I want to be like stronger and like I think I'm like improved to not just the offense. I can do like PK and I can defense too and I can be the uh, big guy and I feel like I have be like more confidence and that way I'm like good player but uh, I want to be there. And uh, certainly talked uh, about the fact that he wants to earn a roster spot. When I go there, for sure I have to improve how, how good I am. And then if I'm third line, for sure I can be uh, to give what uh, I can. So uh, work hard, do that kind of stuff. And then just get the good, good minutes and play better and improve how how who I can be. And Paul Yarvey added that he followed the Oilers during the course of last season. A lot of highlights and for sure it was uh, regular season was last year great year for those guys. And yeah, I, I watched uh, the games and specifically those playoff games, I watched those too like they game good time for here. All right, you can text us at 780-496-0063. This text comes in from Mark in St. Albert. He says, Bob, I'm really stoked that Holland signed Paul Yarvey for two years. Let's give this kid a chance. People, please stay open-minded about his potential. Uh, Finally, my daughter can wear her Paul Yarvey jersey with pride. I didn't think we'd get to the point where there'd be a short-term two-year deal that, frankly, is team-friendly. Like, it's under $1.2 million cap hit per year. Uh, and again, the alternative, the, you, you look at what happened with Leah Sanderson. And Paul Yarby is a much better skater than Leah Sanderson. But the Rangers basically gave up on him for a late second-round pick. And I'm going to tell you right now, if that had happened for the Oilers, Paul Yarby, uh, we would be dealing with a plethora of cheesed-off Oilers fans taxing us on our Ashley Fine Floor uh, tax line. Uh, this text comes in to say, I always thought JP was going to be and will be a beast in the National Hockey League. Uh, and you can keep texting us during the course. Said his English is definitely getting better, which should help him as well. Well, he made a concerted, I mean, he did the entire interview in uh, English, and frankly, it was better than the alternative. Because other than uh, Edmonton-based writer Yoni Niedemann, nobody I know has a chance to effectively converse in Finnish. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll get to Tyler Wright, the Director of Amateur Scouting for the Edmonton Oilers. 
subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. It's 1218 in Edmonton. You can keep texting us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, Tyler Wright's just in some meetings right now. He's going to join us momentarily. This text comes in out of Edmonton. It says, great to see JP back in the fold. Trading him at this stage would have been a total waste. I think he's still got a ton of potential, and thankfully, this guy hasn't been crushed like some rookies were. Um uh, this Lumley fan says, can bring out the signed Paul Yarvey jersey for the season ticket uh, signing event again. Love my fans. Well, finished players. I mean, the owners have had some success here. Uh, no question about that. Bob, this this texter says, with uh, Paul Yarvey signing, how many seconds until a Chason salary dump trade to Montreal? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know about that. Alex Chason's got 33 goals over the last two years. So, uh, anyhow, there is a possibility at some stage you could see maybe a right wing go for left, but that's uh, uh, not where we're, we're going to go next. We're pleased to be joined on the line by Edmonton's Director of Amateur Scouting. We welcome back to the show, Tyler Wright. Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Thanks for having the- me. Yeah, the beauty of this interview, Tyler, is you gave us absolutely uh, no indication which way you were going on Friday, and now we can actually talk about real players today. So that's always a good thing. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go to the uh, the, the top of the order. Uh, you had the 14th overall pick. I know you guys were closely watching it. You probably had, I mean, pretty much everybody had sort of uh, Askarov, Lundell, Seth Jarvis sort of in that range along with Dylan Holloway. Um but uh, those three players went ahead of Holloway. Uh, you get Dylan Holloway out of Wisconsin. Tell us what you liked about this player and why you guys made that pick. Uh, well, there's a lot for us that that, that we liked. Um, I mean, the way that we want to play, first and foremost, uh, we want to play with speed. Um, he checks that box. We want to play with uh, grit and, and compete, and, and he checks that box, and um, you know, he's the second youngest player to play in NCAA hockey this year, which is not an easy feat. Um, you know, I think people wanted to knock his his offensive ability. I think that, uh, you know, we we hope that there's, there's more than, than what he showed this year because of the circumstances. You know, he scored 40 goals as a, as a kid in the Alberta Junior League, which isn't an easy thing to do. And um, I, he's a versatile player. He can play center. He can play the wing. He can play up and down your lineup. Um, so I think there were, there were a lot of factors that came into play, and he, he kind of fit the bill. And obviously we're ecstatic to, to take him, and that's why we, we did it 14. Uh, he played a fair amount, according to Tony Granato, a fair amount on the left side last year. Sounds like he might play uh, more at center. Uh, is it fair to say that, I mean, he's he sort of, I mean, at Fort, like put it this way, when you're, I, I don't know if you're looking for a first liner or if you can even project at this stage of the game, but do you see him more of a center or more as a winger in your opinion, Tyler? Um, you mean, it's a great question. I, you mean, I think he... I think over the course of the next year or two, I think he'll probably determine that. Um, I think the luxury of it is I, he can play all three positions. Um, he's not strictly a winger that you know can't go into the middle. Um, you know the, that's that that's kind of the luxury that you know that made him even that much more attractive. Um, 
I mean, obviously, Tony Granado and I work together in Detroit. I've got a great relationship with him. Um, you know, I've obviously been in, in, in contact with him. So, I mean, we, we did our due diligence with him. Um, he's an Alberta kid to top it off. Um, just a lot of attractive things with him, and now we just gotta we gotta sit back and we gotta watch and we gotta develop. And you know, he's gonna determine when he's ready to play by by the play that uh, going forward. You know, it's interesting, Tyler. Uh, when Paul Coffey was drafted, his teams did not have success the two years prior to him being drafted. And I, I, I looked. My initial response when I looked at Wisconsin is, why wasn't that team better? Like they had. Caulfield out of Montreal. They, they bring in Turk on a fifth overall pick. Holloway, it's different because we're talking about a 17-year-old playing in the what's going to be the best conference in the NCAA Big Ten. Did you get any, like, were there just some growing pains? Was that team just too young? What do you think it was? Because they finished six out of six teams in, in the Big Ten last season. And was that a concern for you guys, the fact that they, you know, they, they didn't sort of have team success? There was so much of last year just to write off anyways because of what ended up occurring with the, uh, with the virus and the pandemic. No, I mean, we don't, don't take that into consideration that much. You, you, can't, you can't fault a, you know, a young man for what situation he's in, whether it's on a good team or a bad team. Um, I think the biggest thing going forward for her, for him, it's it's about getting put in a position to to succeed. Uh, whether that's playing at center, playing more minutes, playing on power plays, playing on penalty kills, be, being a guy that's out there in the last five minutes or the last minute to take an important defensive zone faceoff. All those little things, I I think that's the important thing going forward. And and you know having contact with and, and a relationship with Tony. Um, we know that that's going to be in place, and I think that's the most the most important. Obviously, you want to, you know, I mean, winning obviously matters, and and um, you know, you you want kids to be able to succeed, um, and you know, be in those long playoff runs and and get exposed to that stuff. But at the end of the day, if they're not, um, I don't really think you should you know really hold it against them so we know that the development process is going to be pretty important um we we got to make the right pick and now you got to develop the kid uh you had the 76 pick you traded down to get a fourth and a fifth if there was a certain player there at 76 would you have kept the pick or were you always looking to trade down um it was i bet you 50 50 um we knew we were going to use the pick um you know, you know, we're betting on ourselves that we're going to be better next year. Um, you know, the, and that the pick is is going to be a you know a higher pick going to Calgary, and it gives us gives us some time um, you know to recoup the pick too if if we could. So, um, you know, we had no fourth. Um, so, going back into the fourth and picking up a fifth, um, you know, it worked out pretty good for us as far as. Um, you know, there was one player that we probably might have made the might made have made the pick, but we pretty much had the trade set in place. Was it a defenseman? Um, I can't remember. Okay, <laughs> you're not telling me. <laughs> All right. Uh, whereas Holloway's team, whereas Holloway's team in Wisconsin had some challenges. Carter Savoy, your fourth round pick, was part of an organization that's 70 games over 500 the last two years. They were 49 and nine. Carter scored 50 goals in the AJHL. Uh, uh, Kyle Chase compared him to Phil Kessel a bit, which is interesting. Give me a quick rip on Carter Savoy. I have seen Carter play. I, I was reminded that I had seen Dylan play too.
too in the Holinka Gretzky. I totally forgot about that. But uh, I'd seen Carter play. Give me your thoughts on Carter Savoy. Well, you know, again, you're you mean you're in the fourth round here, and and you're you're a you're trying to get the value for the pick. Um, uh, our our philosophy going in, you know, just kind of by trade, it did. You know, we wanted to add depth up front. Um, now we ended up taking all forwards. That wasn't set in stone going going into the draft, but. Um, you know this, like you said. This, you know this guy scores 52 goals, 53 goals, or whatever it was in 52 games. You can't teach that. Um, you, he's got a knack to be able to do it. Um, he's down in Denver. We're in close contacts with everybody in Denver. Obviously, a local kid here. We've done our due diligence on him too. We now we're just going to tuck him away and, and and put him in Denver. And you know we just. We got to develop him. We we got to give him the resources, and and he's got to put the time and the effort in, and and hopefully wake up one day and and he's going to be a, a big part of the team. Many have accused me, Tyler, over the years of being a know-it-all, uh, including some people in our no, organization. No, 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 no. Okay, really? Uh, yeah, uh, but I'll oh. leave you with this: the fi- <laughs> the final four picks. I've never seen any of the players play. At least I don't think I have. Uh, but I'd like to just—we don't have a lot of time. I just want to ask you about Tyler uh, Tulio because it it looks like he fell quite a bit. Tell us about this player and maybe how fortuitous you guys were to get him with a fifth-round pick. Yeah, excited, really excited. Had him. I mean, everybody sits here in the day after and says, you know, we had him a lot higher, and 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 we did. And the truth of the matter is, um, you know, you're you're going into Oshawa. It's a pretty good location, and you know, you're watching other teams play. And every night we came out saying, I mean. Tulio just kept catching your eye. He impacts the game in in so many different ways, um, not just on the score sheet. He's a very competitive kid. Um, he's a dog on the bone. He he's an agitator at times. He he sticks up for himself and for teammates. Uh, he's not the biggest kid in the world. He he's just taken you know big steps every year, and he's becoming a bigger and a bigger you know piece of their puzzles so we liked them um we think we're we're adding every player that we picked um you know obviously on uh you know on day one and and in day two they all bring something to the table that we really like and now our job is is to develop them all right hey tyler look we appreciate the time i know you're still uh, got lots to do here free agency coming up and that sort of stuff uh we'll touch base down the road okay yeah, thanks, guys. Enjoy. You bet. We that, got better yesterday, so it was good. That's a good thing. There you go. That's Tyler Wright, the Oilers Director of Amateur Scouting. It's 1229 at Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Louis DeBrusque. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.